0: Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat, Brett Boone. You worked at a pretty good pace as a pitcher. First, first two weeks of the season, pitch clock. Now, as a defender, uh, I love to staff that work quick. You know, keeps Mm -hmm. me on my toes. The guys that took a little bit longer, you know, I realized that was their style and that's what made them who they were. So you've got to work with that and and keep yourself in the game. I I love guys that work fast, man. I want to get on the field, get off the field. What you've seen in the, in the first couple weeks of the 2023 with a pitch clock, I, I never thought we'd see a pitch clock in baseball. Uh, now on the media side, I like it. Cause if I DVR a game, it doesn't take me as long to get through it. Cause we are, you know, it's noticeably quicker mm-hmm. in the booth. You're noticing we're out of there two and a half hours. So that's great. Uh, for what we're doing, how would that affected you? Uh, this pitch clock do you think it's putting a lot of tension
1: on staffs? Um, you know, I, I don't know that it would have affected me much for the most part. You know, I, I think i You know, because people have asked me and I'm like, well, with nobody on base, I'm going to ask you, why can't you get a a pitch within 15 seconds? Why do you why do you need a clock to make you do that? Right. What are you doing? Um, You know, now, having said that, I like to work fast and it was easy to work fast when you were pitching well. When you weren't pitching well, it gets a little bit harder, you know, because I'll be the first to admit if, if, if I'm on my game. Yeah, it's pretty much give me the ball. Let me get on the mound. Let me throw my next pitch. If I'm trying to find something, there might be a little bit more, give me the ball, I'm going to take a walk around the mound, I'm going to come up from the backside of the mound, and the whole time I'm doing that, my wheels are turning. Like I'm trying to feel something. I'm trying to find something. I'm trying to figure something out. So I could see in some games where if you're scuffling a little bit and trying to find something, that 15-second clock might have come into play a little bit. I still think I would have been well within it, but there might've been a time or two where it it may have crept up on me. Now with runners on base, you know, again, I don't think it would have been a huge problem, but I think what's going to be interesting to watch and, you know, I, I can't really say just yet that I've seen much of it. Um, but I think what's going to be interesting to watch is the younger pitchers and some of the veteran guys, but mostly the younger pitchers, Uh, when they start to get guys on base and the game's starting to get away from a little bit, you know, because I know for me and and virtually every pitcher that's played in the big leagues, when you get to the big leagues and, you know, you're, you're finding your way and you're doing your thing somewhere, sometime relatively quickly that you've been in the big leagues, you're going to have a veteran pitcher come over to you and you're going to have a conversation about runners on base and how, when the game starts to get going like that and you're getting into trouble, you need to slow the game down. You need to process it slower in your brain. You need to just let everything kind of slow down a little bit. And that's very helpful. And it was very helpful for me as a young pitcher and and something that I carried with me all the way through my career. Now, I don't know how hard it's going to be for guys to do that knowing they got a pitch clock bearing down on them. Um, So I think it's going to be interesting to see as we get going more and more when guys get into trouble how they handle that how they slow the game down in their mind uh because that you know you generally speaking you start in those situations and it happens to veteran guys too your wheels are spinning you're trying to find something you're trying to get through this jam you're trying whatever and if you're trying to hurry up and get on the mound to make a pitch you might make a bad decision or a bunch of bad decisions so I think that's the one area that I don't love it um that I I'm interested to see how guys handle it but I mean, I'm with you, you know, it's like you're watching a game and, you know, I like to sit here, and I say I watch very many games from start to finish. I'll flip around and watch some other things on TV, but it's like, you know, you watch the three innings of a game and then you go watch something else for what seems like a little while. And when you last year, you'd come back and it was the fifth inning. Now it's like the bottom of the sixth. And you're like, yeah. where, where did the game go? You know, so I, I do look, I, I don't love the pitch clock per se. Um, I'm probably a little bit more of a purist um, there was something pure about our game being the only game that didn't have a, a, a time associated to it, so to speak. But I do think it's made it a better product. It's crisper. There's way less dead time, which makes it feel like there's more stuff going on, even if there's not sometimes. Um But I think baseball needed it. Games were going way too long and and you were losing people's interest way too much.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card. No, I agree with you. At first, I'm I'm like you. I'm a purist. And I thought, no, don't be changing my game. You're always trying to mix it up. Uh, But early on, I'm thinking it is swifter. It is better. And the bottom line, it comes down to do the fans like it. Because that's mm-hmm. what it's about. Those are the guys buying the tickets. They're the guys buying the package to to watch every game on TV every day. And if they like it, well, then that's what we're going to do. I, I think there are, are going to have to be tweaks. You know, I think you mentioned uh, games when you weren't didn't have your your a game, and you, once in a while you needed a breather playing second base. That's a time I'd come to the mound, and and I'm not necessarily going to say, Hey, Tommy, what do we got here? How you feeling? It's more of I know Glav needs a break right now. And he just needs to kind of yeah. step off and relax. You can't do that anymore. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing to me. We get late in the season or a playoff type scenario. It's the eighth inning. Base is loaded. That pitcher went, now this is a big pitch coming up. And I got to deliver this pitch. Even if I'm not ready, I can't get in sync with my catcher. You know, there's no there's no timeouts anymore. So I think as time goes on, I think there's got to be some tweaks to it. I don't know what those tweaks are. I think it'll work out with the season. But I think a fan, whether it's your team or or it's the team you're you're got, you're playing, nobody wants to see the game ended on a ball four or or on a strike three. I, I don't think anybody wants to see that.
1: No, and I've said that too. I've said you know I think everybody's going to love the pitch clock from the standpoint of the Christmas of the crispness of the game. And, and the lack of dead time and all that stuff that I think used to drive people crazy. But the minute their team loses a game because of a click pitch clock violation, they're going to be livid. They're going to go crazy. Uh, and it's going to happen. Right. And, and I think to your point, it's going to be interesting to see, particularly as we get into September and playoff runs and pennant races and then into the postseason, you know, w- what adjustments, if any, you know, baseball makes for those reasons, right? You don't, you don't want to start seeing playoff games decided by pitch clock violations. So my hunch is I think the umpire is going to be a little bit more tolerant on when they start the clock, uh, giving some guys a little bit more time, be a little bit more lenient with, um, you know, some of those things that maybe start the clock over or don't start the clock so quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's gonna, there's going to be a feeling out process. Right. And, and I can't, I can't imagine that baseball is going to be as stringent or as strict with it as they are right now come postseason, right? I mean, every other sport you watch, um, you know, you watch hockey, basketball, football, those games are – Officiated much more differently in the postseason, right? They're, they let guys play, so to speak, right? They're not so uh, stringent or strict on calling penalties in hockey or fouls in basketball and, and, you know, football. They may be a little more clutching and grabbing and letting guys play. Baseball, I think that's the one area where playoff baseball, it's going to – there's going to have to be uh, a feeling out process um, because, you know, I think – Baseball has to be sensitive. And I think they are. I think they know this. Uh, they may not have the answer to how it's going to play out, but they know how how important those games are, obviously, how much stress guys are under during those games and in those confrontations and, and all those things. and uh, And I think they're going to be mindful of that. But I think most importantly, they're going to be mindful of the last thing they want is having a playoff game or a pennant race decided on a pitch clock violation. No, nobody wants that, and, and Major League Baseball doesn't want it either. Uh, so I, I I think we'll see some leniency as we get into the uh, latter part of the, the, the more important part of the season, so to speak.
0: You mentioned hockey. I'm going to remind everybody out there listening to the Boone Podcast of Tom's hockey prowess. 1984, uh, second-round pick of the Braves, fourth-round pick of the L.A. Kings. Um, do you ever give it serious thought? Obviously, you're a fourth <laughs> round fourth round pick, you're pretty good.
1: I mean, I gave it serious thought from the standpoint of college. Um, you know, hockey's different in that you you get drafted in hockey and they own your rights for 5 years. Uh, baseball, you know, they you they draft you and you got to sign by the next the start of the next school year. So there's, you know, there's much more urgency to sign a second round pick in baseball than there is a fourth round pick in hockey. Um, you know, my, my conversation when the Kings drafted me was, Hey, you know, we picked you in the fourth round. We know where you're going to college. We'll watch you over the next couple of years. We'll talk to you after your junior year and see where things are at. And that, and that was it. You know, the Braves, Hey, we drafted you in the second round. We're going to be at your house tomorrow. We, we want to try and sign you. So, you know, it, it, it was more, you know, I had a, I had a college scholarship, uh, to go ba- play baseball and hockey. And, and, you know, I knew the importance of that scholarship from my dad, um, you know, it, it, it was not a um, not something that I that I dismissed any way, shape, or form. I mean, that that's college. It, my dad wouldn't have had to pay for it, so I, I you know, I, I wanted to take that seriously. Um, but I think once once the Braves came, really came after me, um, and and essentially back in those days, gave me first round signing bonus. Um, you know, I knew I had the money that if baseball didn't work out. You know whether it be my signing bonus or the you know the the college um, fund situation that that uh, you had as a as a player when you signed, I knew there was, I know there was an avenue for me to to pay for college if baseball didn't work out. So, you know, taking that burden away from my dad was important for me, and and that's really what it came down to. Um, you know, I loved hockey. I was probably at that stage of the game. I was a more polished hockey player than I was a baseball player. I mean, I. You know, as a pitcher, I had a good arm, and and that's what I got drafted on. I didn't know how to pitch. I mean, I my my idea of a changeup as a high school pitcher was, all right, well, I'll try to throw this next one harder than I threw the last one. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing, um, but in hockey, I was I was I was a much more polished. I was a, a more all around better hockey player. But you know, back in those days, you go over the pros and the cons. You know, back in 1984, there weren't guys playing into their late 30s in hockey. Um, there weren't guys making a lot of money like they are in hockey nowadays. So, you know, everything kind of leaned towards baseball in terms of money and length of career and all those things. Um, but I just felt being a left-handed pitcher, I had an advantage in baseball that I didn't have in hockey. Uh, and I just thought it would be foolish not to try and use that. I'm going to give you a
0: scenario. Uh, you're in the booth, you get a call from TSN Canada. <laughs> they need you to fill in so you're gonna go from the broadcast booth of the braves you've got to call an NHL playoff game could you do it
1: I couldn't I certainly couldn't be a play-by-play guy um, I probably could do enough to be an analyst I think I know the game well enough um, you know but again today's games change too uh, today's hockey game I mean um, you know there's you um, I think the the basics of the game are the same, but, uh, you know, there are some new strategies, some new things you you see and you look at in, in games more so than when I played or, or even over the last five to 10 years watching hockey games. But I could I could probably fake my way through it. Yes.
0: I loved but, hockey as a kid, Tommy. I never played organized, though. I was more the it snowed, we uh, shoveled <laughs> the snow off the lake and we yeah, skate. Yeah. But I loved it. And, and I can still skate. So my kids will see me skate. When did you learn to skate? Now, I'm not a great skater, but I could I could physically go out there. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.